Hello and welcome to the New Life Lutheran Podcast, where new life in Christ is celebrated and we explore together how to live the Christian life in excellence. Thanks for listening today. You can find our podcast at nllutheranpodcast.com. You can also subscribe on Podbean, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play Music. If you have any questions for Pastor Eric or would like to suggest topics for our podcast, you can email him at eric, E-R-I-K dot Anderson at nllutheran.com. Let's get growing. Well, hello and welcome to the New Life Lutheran Podcast. This is Pastor Eric, thanks for joining us today. Um, over the next several weeks, we're talking to different families from uh, different times of life, um, all the way from young families to grandparents, um, and asking about family devotionals. So we've been moving through our um, strategy here at New Life. We started with the row and discussing worship and our divine services and how God works in those things. Um, and then we moved on to our table experience, which is where we do life groups and small group activities together. And, uh, and now we're moving on to what we call the chair, which is personal and family devotion. So with me the, uh, today, I have um, the Palmers, Jason and Abigail. And, uh, and you may have recognized Jason's name. We had a conversation with him at the time that this is published. I think it'll be a couple weeks. Uh, we talked to him about prayer. And uh, Jason is very, very smart and is well, um, well read and, and articulate. And uh, I think that you'll find that Abigail is even smarter and more articulate than he is. <laughs> Um, so as we introduce them and, and let them introduce themselves, you may hear um, some noise in the background, and that is their little daughter, um, who's right around one years old. So if you hear some jabbering, some noises in the background, um, that is their their wonderful um, and beautiful daughter. So Jason and Abigail, thanks for joining us. Um, why don't you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your family? Yeah. So my name is Abby, like you said. Um, we have a little girl who you are hearing. Uh, her name is Montgomery. Uh, she's full of life and um, curiosity, and we're, we're loving watching her grow. Um, she is about 17 months old and has lived a lot of life in those 17 months um, through the move from Pennsylvania to, to Kansas. Um, and we've just, Jason and I have learned a lot through watching her develop and grow, and it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, we've been married uh, about four years now, this summer, uh, so we are on the young side, I'm sure the families that uh, uh, everyone will be listening yeah. to, um, but uh, yeah, anything? We, we got have it. another we, another one on the way. There you go. Add some more. Fantastic. <laughs> and then we've got a dog to top it off. Wonderful. Yeah, so you guys are kind of in the same boat that Sarah and I are, and we've mm-hmm. we've been longtime friends. Um, we're just a couple yeah. of years, a couple of years short of being a decade of knowing each other and loving each other, so... Wow. Um, know that that uh, I appreciate you guys and and all that you do. So um, what we're doing here is we're just having conversation about family family devotions. Um, so mm-hmm. this includes prayer time, uh, family uh, family prayer at meals, um, actual like sitting down and doing devotions with as a family. Uh, we're incorporating all that into our um, devotional conversation. Um, so why don't you just talk to us as a young family? What do you guys do as a couple and with um, Montgomery? What do you do as a family for your family devotions? Yeah. Well, we have we have a handful of things that we try and do. Of course, there's Sunday morning, and I think we consider that part of our uh, 
our our lives together, uh, it matters. Um, it's the gathering of God's people. It's the singing with the heavenly beings. It's listening to the God speak to us. It's uh, offering our prayers on behalf of the church and the world. It's receiving uh, Holy Communion. Uh, and that all matters. And so uh, we consider that part of our family life. Um, we, uh, in the evenings, uh, we have family dinners. I mean, even before Monty, Abby and I did not have dinner together, uh, hardly ever. And uh, that still continues to be the case. Um, we'll move dinner time some if we need to, to make it work. Um, it's just something that we have valued from the get-go. Uh, both of our families prioritize that. So that's actually been handed down to us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the other, uh, another daily uh, activity that we do is evening prayer. Um, and that is part of uh, uh, our little girl's Mommy. bedtime routine. Um, we say a, a set form of prayers. It's the same thing each day. Uh, the exception is um, our, our prayers for the people, if you will, is is extemporaneous. It's, it's whatever Monty, whoever Monty wants to pray for. Uh, of course, we help her in that or teaching her who to pray for. Um, so we do that every night. Uh, and then uh, Sabbath. Uh, we take Sabbath on Saturday, and I don't want to equate Sabbath with family day, uh, although we do prioritize, um, of course, right now, it, you know, it's it's Abby and I that, you know, these things we want to do on our Sabbath, um, and in that sense, there's a, a, a family-centric approach, but uh, we do see it primarily as Sabbath, and, and uh, I don't work that day, um, and, and what we do is just kind of contingent upon how we're feeling, um, but it is a day of just rest. Uh, I think in the the biblical sense. So um, those are the practices that really provide a foundation for what we do. Uh, Monty, of course, is young. And so try and do things that are appropriate for the age and and not feel the strain or pressure of having to do too much. So I think that's Mm -hmm. what we do and and how, you know, why we do that. We might have a little different answer. So I don't want to speak for Abby uh, from the gate here. And then how we've seen that uh, affect our family, affect our, our daughter, uh, is also something we could talk about. But. And before the summer started, she and I were also doing morning prayer together mm-hmm. um, when we got up. And it was usually over breakfast. Um, we would sit and and do morning prayer, which is similar to evening prayer. Um, but we'd sing children's songs and and uh, she'd learn the actions and, and stuff. But since summer started, that's kind of taken a, a back burner. But we do the, the evening prayer every day. So how did you decide to um, set up your devotional life that way? Um, why is it important that we that we do these things together, pray, sing, um, have meals together? Why, why is that important? And why did you choose to set up your life that way? Well, I think that none of it is unique to a family context. We're doing what Christians do. In our family context, I think it's important to note that there's nothing original here, if you will, in that sense. Um, but we are trying to train our household, um, not just Monty. I mean, it's for all three of us, mm-hmm. uh, training ourselves um, in these uh, means of grace, as we would say in the Wesleyan Methodist tradition, uh, and enjoy uh, our relationship with God in this way. And I think it's important that we do that in different contexts. We do that as a gathered body. Uh, we do that as a family. Um, we also do that, or at least encourage uh, it on the personal level. You know, um, we have these prayers. We say sometimes, you know, Abby and Montgomery say in the morning. I'm usually off at work already, um, but the prayers we say in the evening. Uh, but we do encourage uh, 
devotions and personal prayer and, and things that uh, maybe we feel particularly connected to. Um, we feel like uh, God you know, has maybe created us in such a way that there's particular ways of praying and worshiping that we enjoy. So there's a, for me, it's, it's a holistic approach. Um, in terms of the specific practices, I mean, Sunday uh, seems like a given, but for the reasons I noted earlier, uh, that matters. Um, the dinner, just the importance of the meal, um, you know, we might even see it uh, as some have throughout the years as an extension of Holy Communion, yeah. uh, communing with one another, uh, acknowledging that God is with us. Um, not the same as Holy Communion, but but certainly related to. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to prayer, saying the prayers together, uh, we're just doing that in a family context. And then, and then Sabbath, of course, uh, again, is, is a biblically rooted idea. And we just uh, celebrate it uh, in a family context, you know, mm-hmm. um, whether your kids are young or old, it always feels like you have a lot going on. And so mm-hmm. taking that rest as a family um, is uh, something that, that matters to us. Uh, it'd be odd to, you know, you live, <laughs> live every day uh, as a family and then come Sabbath, you don't rest together. Yeah. So uh, it just kind of makes sense to us there. And that's something that we've come to really look forward to is that that day of rest and not that we don't do anything on that day, you know, uh, a lot of times we walk to the farmer's market or, or visit family, but it's, it's always something that we do together and we've planned together. And it's something that I have come to really look forward to. Abigail, do you have anything to add about why? Yeah. Um, for me, I think one of the biggest reasons, um, is, is the formation of my children. Um, I take my role, um, as, as parent, but as teacher very seriously and, and training up my child, um, in the way of the Lord is, is something that's very important to me. Um, and it's always something that I've wanted to, to start very young. Um, and these, uh, these avenues that we've, we've chosen just seem to be very formative and, you know, she's already learning how to pray. Who mm-hmm. do we pray for? Yeah. When is it time to sing? And and when is it time to pray? Mm-hmm. Um, and she gets excited about it. We usually sing this little light of mine. Mm. Um, and she'll hear uh, the phrase, thanks be to God. And that's her cue. She puts her finger up in the air and she starts singing, you know, oh, this yeah. little light of mine. Um, and that's so special to me that she's she's already learning how to pray and how mm-hmm. to sing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been it's been a great joy mm-hmm. of mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, talk to us a little bit about you. You're in. You're both in church leadership, a pastoral couple. Couple, and if you, um, I don't think Jason, we mentioned this time, but when we had our conversation last time, you gave us more of a full kind of career bio. Oh. You you are a pastor there in in right. Emporia, Kansas, mm-hmm. where you guys are living. Um, so, can you, if if somebody came up to you and asked the question. Why is it important that I pray with my children or teach them how to pray uh, when they're young? How would you how would you respond to them? Hmm. I think there's a lot of ways to answer that yeah, question. We talk about this a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I, I don't cling to my responses as the only way to answer this. Um, I think that in our family, it's about uh, teaching them. Uh, to, to enjoy uh, God and, and the ways that he's given us to enjoy a relationship with him. So, uh, I mean, that's really at the center of it. When we did talk um, before, uh, 
that was my whole, that was, that's how we ended was, look, this is all about communion with God. This is about, uh, you know, the garden again. It's the, the new creation of the new world um, and enjoying God, you know. So when it comes to our family, that's what we're trying to invite uh, our daughter into. Um, it's just learning how to do that. So, you know, there's sometimes concern about do they understand what they're doing? And the answer is possibly not, mm-hmm. but also possibly. Yeah. Monty has a sense of how evening prayer already goes, and she's only one and a half years old. So um, keep that in mind. But also keep in mind, more importantly, than her understanding is, is God's grace mm-hmm. in these uh, activities, in these forms of prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, Augustine in one sense was right in that, uh, children are little devils, um, but then there are others who have watched children and have thought, in some sense, they already have a relationship with God, and it's about drawing that out and encouraging that, especially, I think, um, you know, when we talk about infant baptism and things like that, which uh, we don't have to go down that road, but just the work of, of God's grace in these actions, regardless of how much understanding may or may not be taking. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I remember as a kid feeling talked down to mm. um, when it came to spiritual matters. Mm. Um, and I, I remember one instance in particular sitting through a Sunday school lesson, quote unquote, um, where we talked about nothing for half of the, the time. And then the, it was my youth pastor at the time concluded with, I could have gone deeper, but, I didn't think you guys would understand. Mm, mm. And I just remember feeling so insulted as a 13 year old who mm-hmm. was craving something deeper, craving something more, mm-hmm. and then being told that I wouldn't be able to understand it. Mm, and, mm, and I think that kids deserve that benefit of the doubt. Even if they can't understand it, they deserve that relationship and they deserve to be brought into that. Mm. And they need to know that they have a place at the table. Yeah. They have a place in Sunday worship right alongside their parents. Um, and so Monty takes communion every week. Monty sits in the service and listens uh-huh. listens <laughs> to the sermon. Uh-huh. Um, she colors, she plays, um, but she's there and she's hearing the scriptures read yeah. and she's hearing the prayers and she gets excited for communion. Even if she just thinks it's a snack during Sunday morning, she gets excited. Um, and as her understanding grows, her relationship with Christ will deepen um, and, and I want her to know she has a place and she can understand it's attainable for her, even at a young age. Yeah. I think that that's when, you know, when I talk to parents about or talk to parents in our church or people outside of our church about, you know, something like, uh, why, um, and, and you mentioned this a little bit, Jason, why, uh, why we baptize children, why we baptize mm-hmm. babies, and and it's because I the the primary way that American evangelicals think about that is well they're not old enough to make a decision, and my yeah. argument is that well children they they have faith they have faith they have faith mm-hmm. in in everything so why mm-hmm. not direct their faith toward God and so I, I remember hearing um uh, I think my wife Sarah she um, she heard a podcast with um, some pediatric psychologist or something. And, and this person was saying that 
when children are young, very young, you know, one, two, three years old, they don't realize when they read a book um, that it's not real. Like, like mm-hmm. to them, it is real. And so they have, they have faith and they are able to have faith and they have faith in the measure that they have faith, which is they have kind of have faith in everything, you know, when they're that yeah. young. And so of course they're able to receive God's grace through yeah. faith. Cause if you tell them, um, this is my body, um, and you give them communion, they're going to be, they're going to believe it. They're going to, you yeah. know, you tell them this is Jesus's body. They're going to believe it. And sometimes I think that adults could get a little bit more sense um, from from children, you know, to yeah. believe it when Jesus says something. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to take, I think we need to understand God's grace in that sense, also for for parents or guardians mm-hmm. who are trying to train children uh, in these ways, mm-hmm. right? So let's take evening prayer for example. Some evenings it goes off just fine. And yeah. we put her down for bed afterwards and everyone's happy. Some evenings, the you know, maybe we take the 10-minute prayer and make it five because it's already late. But it's just five minutes of, of the little one fussing. Um, that does not negate, uh, you know, any interaction any three, the three of us have with God. I right. think that's important. Right. So we are trying to train uh, our child in, in prayer. And this is just part of that journey. It's part of the responsibility that we've taken as parents. But, the, you know, so so Monty's having this relationship with God mm-hmm. um, growing. But as parents, I, I don't think we want to think of it as, wow, we just spent 10 minutes not praying. Well, that's yeah. not true, right. I don't think. Right. I think God's grace goes beyond that. Yeah. So it would, you know, if, if you felt like you missed the Lord's prayer, uh, I understand that feeling because it happens. Um, but if you wanted to go back over it after your little one is down, uh, I would hesitate to think of it as, oh, well, now I'm actually praying. Mm, it. Mm, mm-hmm. um, I would think that maybe a better way to understand it would be now I'm going to take some time with this prayer. Yeah. Um, but, but it's not like, oh, I missed it the first time I'm praying at this time. Mm-hmm. No, this mm-hmm. is just part of our I mean, this at least this is how Abby and I see it. This is part of our responsibility as parents, as yeah. Christian parents, trying to raise children who who love and enjoy God. Mm-hmm. It's it's just part of that. So right. um, I use evening prayers as the context. Of course, more often that conversation happens about Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what's unique about our Sunday morning experience is is Abby leads the music, and then I'm involved in, in the rest of the service as well. And so sometimes other people have our yeah. Our child, mm-hmm. um, but the bottom line is she's there. She's present. God's grace uh, extends beyond her mental knowledge or right. not. Right. It extends beyond um, us trying to work with her or whomever's watching her right. um, and, and sh- helping her to engage um, whether she wants to or not. Um, God, God's grace extends beyond uh, those obstacles that we face and that that are difficult yeah. someday. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's frustrating, but. Um, God's grace uh, truly does does go far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and God. I don't want to see my child as a hindrance to worship. Mm, mm. Um, mm-hmm. They they are participating, and I am participating with them. No, not only is she my child, but we are both inheriting Christ's kingdom with mm-hmm. Him. You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and she is not the future church; she is the church yeah. oh, now. Wow. Mm-hmm. And and I don't want to treat my kids as if they are a hindrance to my inheritance wow. mm. because it's not just mine. Mm. 
it's hers as well. And I, I want her to know that and experience that even, even if she doesn't know yet what she's experiencing. Mm-hmm. That's theology. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's mama theology right there. That's, that's the good stuff. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's great. And, that and I think that also sometimes we, you know, when we think about that hindrance, um, we, yeah, we think we, we treat children as if they're getting in the way of God yeah. working in us rather than saying, oh, this is how God is working in me right now. You know, so I think of, um, I know for me personally, um, there's been, there's been a richness in, um, praying with, with our, our older son, um, Augustine, he's two, um, and we pray every night before he goes to bed. Um, we pray before when we have meals together, we pray before our meal time and, you know what, right now, all we're doing is praying the Lord's prayer. And, um, oftentimes it's a little, you know, prayer to Jesus. So I'm trying to to help train him, you know, oh, prayer is talking to Jesus, you know, or talking Mm -hmm. to the father, you know, trying to train him in that. Um, and so oftentimes they're very simple prayers, but I have had more richness in my prayer life in the last, Mm -hmm. you know, two years of doing that with him or a year and a half of doing that with him than I think I ever have. And it's really just been praying the Lord's prayer and doing these like simple prayers with him. Um, it's totally enriched my spiritual life. Um, also like, you know, oftentimes we'll recite the creed and some of those things and like, yeah, like he can't, he can't say the Lord's prayer yet, but he puts his hands together and he starts jabbering, you know, trying to like make the noises. Um, so I know that even I've, I've even experienced God working on me through, through my child and through our time together through that simplicity rather than saying, oh, well, because I, I'm not actually like really praying because I'm using all these, you know, little quote unquote kid prayers, you know, Um, but it's actually, that's God's grace to me. And that's how he's working on me. And I think Jesus knew that when he said, let the little children come. Mm, I mm. think that, that he knew that, that the special bond and relationship that prayer brings, um, not only between a man and a wife, but a man and, or or woman and their children, a Mm, family, mm. Um, I think, I think he knew, I think it's more than just let the little children come. It's, Mm. it's let the little children come, but for the good of the family, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. I think that there's a lot more to it than just. Mm. So if you were, if you were talking to your pastoral couple, couple, someone came up to you in your church and said, uh, new new Christian couple, or maybe they're just kind of reengaging in, in the church life of the church and in their faith. And they said, how, how should I begin to pray with my children and with my spouse, what would you, what would you tell them? What instruction would you give them? One step at a time. You know, if you're, if you are a re-engaging church, then start with Sundays and learn uh, how to do that. Not in the sense that when I say learn how to do that, it's not like there's a scale of zero to 10. You're trying to master it, but just uh, uh, start to, uh, Interact with your children in a way and invite them to, to engage with, with the gathering of God's people um, in, a, in a way that uh, is appropriate for, for whatever the worship looks like. Um, if it's someone who are already part of church, you know, you, you start with one thing. Um, for some families, it might be uh, a family mealtime. For another family, it might be some type of night prayer. Um, but then, you know, you also have uh, second and third shift workers and things. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, there's flexibility. I think that's important. Um, but choose one thing that seems good um, and and 
there's plenty of, of resources, plenty of, of, of uh, things that have been done before that can be drawn from and, and just add one at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, know that when you go a whole week and realize you haven't done whatever you set about to do with your family, mm-hmm. that it's not the end of the world, that God, uh, God's not going to suspend his grace from you. Yeah. Um, and just get back into it, right? We're not under the law. We talked about that a little bit uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, we're under grace. So just return to the well of God's love and enjoy it. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no condemnation away from the well, and there's no condemnation coming back to the well. So uh, there have been times where we've gone some time without doing evening prayer, or as Abby has already mentioned, uh, 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 morning prayer sometimes doesn't happen, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just return you know, walk your children back. Uh, I had a, a professor, uh, she was talking about the daily office, right? So daily common prayer. And she said, when you've been away and you come back, it's like coming home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's been our experience, at least my experience. When we finally do evening prayer again together, everyone enjoys it. Monty's excited to see her Bible. And we're glad to have the three of us sitting there praying and worshiping God together. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know, I think that Child professionals will tell you that that routine before bedtime always helps. And, and I found that, too. And just incorporating this into her bedtime routine mm-hmm. just gives her a sense of stability and um, and routine uh, that she loves. And, and as Jason mentioned, she loves her Bible. Um, many times she fusses because she just wants to hold the Bible. Mm-hmm. She wants to look at the pictures and find baby Jesus and the owl in Noah's Ark. Mm-hmm. Um and so for these, for right now, these are the things that, that she remembers and she gets excited about. Um, but as, as she grows, she'll understand, you know, why Jesus was a baby and why the owl was on the ark. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's age level learning, you know, yeah. that we talk about developmental learning. And, and, and we learn and, and we try and change with her. So when we realized she had this fascination with her Bible, yeah. we let her hold it for the whole time, look through it the whole time. Uh, for a little bit there. And then we decided uh, maybe it's time that she learned that there are times the Bible's open and there are times that the Bible is closed and, and we're, uh, um, you know, worshiping God in other ways. And so we've just started to do that. So, you know, there's there's <laughs> there's not a strict way of how to do it. It's mm-hmm. trying to allow your children, uh, or in our case, child, to just uh, enjoy God in these ways and in and, mm-hmm. and ways that um, are where they are. Yeah, that makes sense to them. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Appreciate Thank you, you guys. For having us. Yeah, yeah love fun. you guys. Thank you for um all that you've you've done today and Woo. and Jason the a couple weeks ago. Um yeah. God bless you and we'll talk to you later. Thanks, Thanks. Eric. Yeah.